0: This band was Clarence Love and his lovers. <laughs> we toured all over the West, back in the 30s. But bands like I had, we made one-nighters. And all this mud, storms, rotten tires. <laughs> I left home one time, come to Tulsa, on Route 66. I lived at 26th and Highland. I got to 28th and Highland. I had four flats. <laughs> That's the hard times we had.
1: The hard times of the 1930s found thousands of people on the road traveling Route 66. For some, it was a way out, a long path west, away from the dust and depression of Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Texas. For others, like musicians Hayes Pillars, Clarence Love, and Eldon Shamblin, Route 66 was a way of life, the road that led to ballrooms. Nightclubs and roadhouses from St. Louis to Amarillo. Guitarist Eldon Yes.
2: I got in the band business here in Tulsa in 35 with the Bob Wills Band, you know, and uh, of course we traveled all these roads back in those days playing one nighters, you see. We'd play Oklahoma City every Tuesday night. Played Joplin, Missouri, once a month, and Seminole every other week. And you made them same old roads week after week, year after year. We traveled in these seven passenger Buicks. Beautiful, hey, they were just snazzy.
3: <laughs>
4: we traveled
0: in cars, you know. You tie incidents on top of the car. Uh, you'd take and put the bass on. You'd wrap it up with, in a quilt or something tied on top of it. See?
1: Hayes Pillars played tenor sax in one of the territory bands that worked through Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Missouri during the 1920s and 30s.
0: I joined the great Alfonso Trent's band. That was a band out of Texas. one of the greatest black bands ever assembled. Anything big in Texas, we played for it. Deputant balls. We played the big country clubs there. We played uh, for two three known millionaires. We wore tuxedas. Uh, we had summer uniform, you know. We were all young and full of ambition. It was first-class outfit. That time, the black people had good times (laughs) among themselves.
1: Band leader Clarence Love.
0: But our black band was tough. It was segregation. We had didn't have places to eat. We didn't have restrooms. If we wanted a sandwich, we had to go to the back door. If we had to go to the restroom, we had to stop down the road someplace. If we come into a hotel, we could have stayed places like they do now. Most of the time, we stayed at homes where there was. The old lady, we all called would call her mama. Every every band, we'd tell her, where you can stay if you go to Dallas, if you stay, you know, on the grapevine. First, when I came in, they didn't have any clubs here. So I opened up a club, I named it the Clarence Love Lounge, and it was an instant hit in the city of Tulsa. Jam sessions. Lionel Hampton. I got pictures of Buddy Johnson, Route 66 boy. Nat King Cole top musicians, those were bands that traveled
3: to 66.
1: Life on the road for Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys meant making it home in time to play for their daily broadcast on radio station KVOO in Tulsa. Eldon Chamler. Tell you what you could
2: do. You could go into any town in Oklahoma at
1: noontime. We was on from
2: 1230 to 115 you could walk down the street and never miss a note in the summertime. He just blanketed this state and everybody listened, you know. I was raised about 65 miles west of Oklahoma City, Weatherford, a little town called Weatherford. I remember the first sandstorms we had. You thought it was raining little specks of dust. First time I ever saw it, I couldn't believe it. It was just little white sand that just fell just like rain on the cards.
3: Dusty skies I can't see nothing inside Good old Dan, you'll have to guide me right If we lose our way the cattle Tonight.
4: Sing it out, brother. Sing it Cause
3: out. all of the grass and water's gone, we'll have to keep moving on. Yeah. Sand blowing, I just can't breathe in this air. Thought it would soon be Clare and fair But dust Storms played hell With land and Folks as well Got to Be moving Somewhere Hate to leave The old ranch So bare, But I got be moving somewhere So get along, doggie We're moving off of this range Never thought is how I'd make a change But the blue skies have failed So we're all on our last trail Tears in my eyes. No, no. Just sand from these dusty skies.
5: I remember the particular evening of April the 14th, 1935, that this dust storm here blowed up.
1: Singer and songwriter Woody Guthrie.
5: We had seen dust storms of every other different color, flavor, description, shade, design. And I'm telling you, it got so black when that thing hit. They just said, well, this is the end. This is the end of the world.
4: Where's my folks, Muley? Why, are they gone. Going out to California. Your folks, my folks, everybody's folks. Who done it? Listen, that someone done it. The dusters, they started anyways. Blowing like this year after year, blowing the land away, blowing the crops away, blowing us away now. Half the folks you and me know throwed right down into the road. When I think of the 30s, the Depression, and the move westward by the Okies... Arkies too, those from Arkansas, to the land of milk and honey, California. Naturally, all of us think of that highway, Highway 66. Historian and writer, Studs Terkel. And that's the one that John Steinbeck, of course, memorializes in his, the great novel of the 30s, The Grapes of Wrath. So, chapter 12, Highway 66, is the main migrant road. 66, long concrete path across the country, waving gently up and down the map, over the red lands and the gray lands, crossing the divide and down into the bright and terrible desert. 66 is the path of a people in flight, refugees from dust to shrinking land, from the thunder of tractors and shrinking ownership. From all of these, the people are in flight, and they come into 66 from the tributary side roads, from the wagon tracks and the rutted country roads. 66 is the mother road, the road of flight. At
5: 66 Highway, the Will Rogers Road, it's lined with jalopies as far as you can see. Mighty hot motor and a heavy old load from New York down down to Los Angeles. That's 66 Highway, it's mighty hard. All day you're hot, all night you freeze. But we gotta have work, so we're taking a chance from old Oklahoma to Los Angeles.
4: Just as John Steinbeck is the novelist of the 30s, so Woody Guthrie is the bard of the 30s. And Dust Bowl ballads, many of the songs to a great extent, deal with Highway 66.
5: We're stranded now on the 66th highway From old Oklahoma to Los Angeles I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people gang up around an electric phonograph and listen to Jimmy Rogers sing that song about going to California where they sleep out every night. They'd punch each other in the ribs with their elbows and they'd say, boy, there's a place to go. That old boy's singing the truth. I'm telling you, that makes me want to just pick up right now and leave out.
3: I'm going to California where they sleep out every night. I'm going to California where they sleep out every night. I'm leaving you, mama,
1: cause you know you don't treat me right. During the 30s, Marita Bumpers and her husband had a gas station and cafe in McLean, Texas. The road to California, 66, passed right by their door.
6: Well, they'd come through with their cars, they'd have everything from chickens to dogs to cheering just all over the trucks and the cars and crates and stuff, you know. And they'd be stopped along the side of the road at night. It's real sad to see little cheering like that. And we fed a lot of them because we knew they were hungry and all. We'd let them work and do things for us to get them through. They called them Grapes of Wrath, is what they called them, on account of that picture they made, you know.
1: From John Steinbeck's The Grapes of Wrath. And here's a
4: story you can hardly believe, but it's true, and it's funny, and it's beautiful. There was a family of 12, and they were forced off the road. They had no car. They built a trailer out of junk and loaded it with their possessions. They pulled it to the site of 66 and waited. And pretty soon, a sedan picked them up. The man who pulled them fed them, and that's true. But how can such courage be, and such faith in their own species? Very few things would teach such faith. The people in flight, from the terror behind, strange things happen to them, some bitterly cruel and some so beautiful that the faith is refired forever.
1: Part 2, The Ghost Road. Friday night, Central Avenue, Albuquerque. Streams of lowriders in their Bonnevilles, Impalas and Monte Carlos cruise up and down the boulevard, up and and down the road that was once part of US 66. Before the coming of the interstates that bypassed almost every town along the route, 66 came right down central, came right down the main street of nearly every town in its path. I
6: I do think that losing Route 66 was like losing a member of the family, because it was a part of what people in Chicago could identify with people in Oklahoma, people in Texas, people all the way to California. It was like a ribbon that kind of tied us together.
2: It was the main street of America.
4: You have the side streets and so forth, uh, but the main attractions, we're all on 66, Grand Canyon, Petrified Forest, Santa Monica Beach. Uh, it was the route uh, that you got your kicks on. It. If you ever plan to move west, travel my way, take the highway. That's the best get your kicks on Route 66. It winds from Chicago to L.A.
1: From its beginnings in the 1920s, U.S. 66 was one of the most traveled routes in America. Much of its popularity was due to the efforts of the 66 Association, an organization of business people along the highway who tirelessly promoted it for 50 years.
5: To have an organization like we had for Highway 66 in the present time It would have to be called uh, Highway (laughs) 55-44-40-15 Association.
1: Virgil Owen was an active member of the association. We overdid it and got so many people traveling that the highway wouldn't take care of them. They had to build a new road and we lost old Highway
5: 66. But that was inevitable in view of the fact that the government at this particular time was involved in establishing the interstate highway system through the entire United States.
6: When they first instigated the uh, interstates, they wanted to miss all towns from 10 to 50 miles.
1: Well, the towns were screaming. Gladys Cutbirth and her husband, Jack, were known as Mr. and Mrs. 66. For over 30 years, they promoted the highway on behalf of the businesses that made up the association
6: the interstate was instigated as a military highway. And of course, their main object in mind was to move troops and to move them quickly. Well, um, we thought they could move troops and move them quickly and still maintain the highways close to the cities where they were. Tourism almost demands
1: that. By the 1950s, when the interstate system was introduced, US 66 was worn and outdated the association had long fought for an improved four-lane highway to replace the old road. Even though the interstates threatened to bypass much of their route, the organization found itself pushing for the plan, hoping to later influence the location of the new highway. In some cases, the group was successful, but it was often not close enough for the businesses along the old route to survive.
4: There are still some skeletons,
5: old buildings standing just off the highway a little ways that used to be thriving businesses before highway was changed. Maybe the new highway would miss them by only a few feet, but they were bypassed
4: with no access. The tourists couldn't get to them. The 66 got lost like so many traditions.
1: Lyman Rowley of the 66 Association.
4: At the time, you don't realize that you're ruining a piece of local culture. And if, uh, by that time, many of us had become commercial money grubbers, and uh, we were just interested in getting the four-lane finished. In many ways, it was an advantage. In many ways, it wasn't.
1: Today, all that remains of the road that was once known as the Main Street of America are scattered fragments and memories.
5: been a week and a half since the road went around.
1: The cowboy drive-in the clean Texas.
5: There was a one of our customers in the other day, and he lives right out here on the old highway. And he said, I don't know how I'm going to be able to sleep at night now with the trucks not going through. He said, I'm going to have to hire somebody <laughs> to drive through every once in a while at night so I can sleep. <laughs> I don't notice it as long as I'm in here working, but when we get out, and drive through town, it seems so dead. And I'm sure people that have been here for a long time, it's kind of heartbreaking or something to them, you know. Oh, gotta be more comfortable out
7: here. My granddad built part of this old highway with a team of, what do he have, mules, wasn't it? A team of mules and a dirt tumbler back in the 20s. Old Route 66, the one he built. Gary McMillan, Phillipsburg, Missouri. My daughter down there is the fifth generation on this farm. And the old home place is down here. My uncle moved off of it to to Phoenix. And uh, I guess I ain't got enough sense to get away from here and do something different. Get down, pup. Ain't no need of fiddling with these little old towns. You, know, and you can't even buy it. They had a little old grocery store up there. It finally fizzled out. next town down here is Katie's. The one after that is Amboya. And then the next one after that is Ludlow. And the one after that is Newberry Springs. And the one after that is Barstow.
1: Levi owns a Texaco station in Essex, California, in the Mojave Desert.
7: The town died. It just went from 300 down to. Oh, maybe 10, 12 people. I got two, three tow trucks, 129 pieces of junk out there. People just burn their cars up, coming up out of needles, and abandon them. Highway Patrol has us tow them in. Summertime, we get usually one, two, three, four, upsize eight, 10 a day. See that one right there? That's an 83 Capri. What's left of it? The
5: old 66, the Main Street of America, wasn't it? The 66? Yes, uh uh-huh.
1: The Greyhound Station in Baxter Springs, Kansas.
5: My name is Dolly Trimble, and I've been there aging for 49 years. See, I used to have 25 buses a day through here. When you put the turnpike in, see, that cut off the old 66. See, they used to come through all the towns, uh, picture and commerce and all them. Now they miss them. So how many buses a day stop I here? i just got two now. That's something? What do you do between buses? Well, I've got hooked on one of these soap operas. It's another world.
1: I needed some time
6: to think.
1: That's one I like. Was Where did you go? I got in a bus and I went to some town. Mark Barron weatherford oklahoma well we're located about
2: 75 miles due west of oklahoma city and it's right in the heart of god's country right in the heart of short grass but there's old cows out there there's nothing prettier than a little white-faced calf dropping on the ground we were lucky enough to have a real good bypass i think that's a big key to it where you do get a good entrance and exit into town and i think that makes a lot of difference you know whether your town lives or dies because man there's a lot of traffic coming on that thing
3: cigarettes in my pocket, but my matches all got wet. I played cards all night and didn't catch a bet. I'm on the wrong road. I'm on the wrong road, baby. Yeah, it seemed to me I'm traveling, traveling on the wrong road home.
1: We moved this place here, believe it or not, from Glen Rio, New Mexico, just like it is. And this building didn't even crack coming over here. Willie Hernandez, Tucumcari, New Mexico. Silver Spur Bar. It was on old 66, and it was dead over there. There was no business. And this is a perfect location here, right on the interstate, easy off, easy on. And the truckers gas up here at Bingo's. They come in, have four or five beers, and play a few games of pool, and they sleep out here at night.
0: Okay, this is 66 Motel in Litchfield, Illinois.
1: According
0: to old owner, okay, long time ago they have a old route 66 and that's why you will see a lot of motel
1: named 66 on old route 66. I'll tell you one thing, Hardy's restaurant opened last month, Windy's restaurant also opened last month. And uh, probably I heard that uh, Taco Bell also
7: coming in this town sooner or later. Is through, to
1: Cletus Walters, Holbrook, Arizona.
4: These little jackrabbits, there were yellow signs and black jackrabbits, and about every two or three miles it'd say Jackrabbit, 99 miles, and Jackrabbit, you know, and so. But what tore that little place up was that when they built the expressway through, they were not allowed to put signs on the highway. And so the place is still there, and it's still a curio shop, but it's, it's not as great as it used to be when old 66 was set up the way it was. She sure has changed as time has went on.
1: October, 1984. This weekend, near
2: Williams, Arizona, south of the Grand Canyon, the last five miles of Route 66 will be bypassed. It will be possible to drive from Chicago to Los Angeles without a stoplight.
6: I still get inquiries. Why didn't they call it I-66?
1: Gladys Cutbirth, Mrs. 66.
6: You have to discard the past and get along with the future whether you like it or not. According to law, there is no 66, but um, the name seems to cling anyway.
1: 66 was written and produced by the kitchen sisters Davia nelson and nikki silver mixed by john rigger randy tom and kim Aubrey, and narrated by david selby interviews and field reporting by Davia nelson and bro adams special thanks to bro adams charles prentice celeste wesson lorraine wilcox jennifer ware tim folger and kusp santa cruz funds provided by the corporation for public broadcasting through national public radio satellite program development fund and the national endowment for the arts The sets of the series Route 66, The Mother Road are available for $12 from the Kitchen Sisters, 132 Rivoli, San Francisco, California, 94117. Route 66 was produced by the Kitchen Sisters, who are solely responsible for its content.